Welcome to Reality of the Rose with your host, Natalie Sprink. Hey everyone, welcome to episode 83 of Reality of the Rose. I'm your host, Natalie Sprink. I am so over the moon excited about this interview today. Today, I am interviewing Kelly Eckerd. And if you are a Bachelor fan, uh, if you listen to my podcast and you listen to the recaps for The Bachelor, um, yes, Kelly Eckerd is Clayton Eckerd's mom. And uh, for those of you who don't watch The Bachelor, Clayton was the last Bachelor. I think that would be Bachelor 26. So exactly a year ago, his season was airing. And Kelly is his mom. Um, they had, I always had a little bit of uh, extra interest, I would say, because Clayton is from, or their family is from Eureka, Missouri. And you all know that I'm originally from Missouri and Eureka is part close to St. Louis. Eureka is close to Six Flags. Those of you who live in Missouri know that. Um, so he's from Missouri, from St. Louis, and that seemed like a cool thing to me. But also he went to Mizzou, as did Kelly, and I went to Mizzou. So we had these like little commonalities that I, I just, you know, attracted me to be interested in and extra interested in this season. Um, you also will know, though, that if you listen to my recap shows, um, I was very uh, invested, so to speak, in Clayton's season because I... Who I empathize with him so much about how he was treated, uh, portrayed on his season. He went through really hard time postseason due to just uh, negativity on social media and such. And I just really, really felt for him. And you know that uh, that's the case if you listen to my recaps. But at the same time, you know that like it's not just him as a mom. I felt like I identified with that and thought, you know, he's going through this hard time. But as a mom, you go through those hard times that your kids have almost as much as they do. And so I thought, you know, this is, this is a guy who's got a mom and a dad and brothers and like, wonder what his mom is feeling like just being a woman, being a mom myself, like, what is she feeling? I think it's obvious probably what she was feeling, but I reached out to her and asked her if she would be willing to come on to the podcast and talk about it a little bit. But in the same respect, I also know that we as women are our own people as well. You know, I, she's Clayton Eckerd's mom, but she's also Kelly Eckerd. And going along the whole theme of the Rose interviews that I've been doing uh, in between the two, The Bachelor in Paradise and this current Bachelor season of my Rose interviews, if you've listened to those, I thought it would be really fun to also get to know Kelly herself and her likes and interests and funny stories and book recommendations and all that. So I also, so this interview, it, I'm warning you, it is longer. I try to usually keep them like to an hour, hour and 15 minutes, but we had so much fun talking. The time just got away from us. And it's, so it's like about a hundred minutes ish around that, but I promise you, promise you it's worth listening to the whole thing. It's so interesting. We have so much fun talking. Uh, she's got some great, recommendations. She's got really, you have to stay tuned to the end because she gives me actually two embarrassing moments. 
One of them is hers. And it's so funny, but I can't say I wouldn't have had it happen to me too. The second is actually, she, share, she shares one um, of Clayton's embarrassing moments. Uh, and she assured me that she thought Clayton be okay with it, but you got to tune in because it's a, it's a good one. So I hope that you can you listen to the whole thing. I just really think you'll enjoy it, whether you're a Bachelor fan or not, because it's a good interview either way. And as usual, if you will, like go to the five-star rating, click that five-star, give me some reviews, give me some clicks and follows and all that. You know, I always, always appreciate that so, so, so much. It really helps me out. And um, yeah, so let us get to know Kelly. Hi, I just wanted to give a quick little disclaimer before the interview starts. Um, I didn't get a chance to listen to the entire interview until after I recorded my intro. Um, but after I did so, uh, there are a few audio glitches throughout the interview. They're just very short and it sounds like it's sped up real quick and then a couple little pauses. And it happens, like I said, throughout the interview. But I just wanted to apologize for that and also just give you a heads up that it's not your phone. It's not your computer. It's not your radio. It's me. <laughs> It's me not knowing exactly how to edit it out, how, where it's, why it's happening to begin with. So just bear with me and I apologize for that, but uh, I promise you I get through it. It doesn't affect the, the interview itself. And um, anyway, I just really hope you enjoy it. So thanks. Hi, Kelly. Good morning. How are you? I'm doing well. How about you? Great. How's weather in St. Louis this morning? So today it's uh, sunny and probably going to get to the 50s and oh, yeah. by Tuesday down to the 20s again. <laughs> well, still feel like you're rubbing it in because this morning it's a high of four here. So <laughs> <laughs> I can't complain. I even... Yeah, no, please don't complain. <laughs> I, I won't. I walked this morning and it was a nice walk. It was in the 30s and uh, yeah, so it's just crazy because another pr predicted ice storm next week. So we'll see if it happens. <laughs> oh, the lovely ice. <laughs> exactly. I always said I didn't miss that uh, or that's what I yeah did not miss about Missouri because up here we usually get snow and only snow. However, this winter, for some weird reason, it's been so I we get ice so much and I'm like having flashbacks <laughs> and I don't like it. I'd rather have snow. Exactly. <laughs> oh, well, anyway, for my listeners, I have to say I'm a bit nervous because this is the first person I've interviewed that's been on The Bachelor. <laughs> I feel honored. <laughs> no, I feel honored. I am so excited. Um, so again, for my listeners, if you don't know, this is, um, I'm interviewing Kelly Eckerd and if you listen to my podcast on the Bachelor Recaps and you don't know who Clayton Eckerd is, then you've not been watching The Bachelor. <laughs> so this is Clayton Eckerd's mom, Kelly. And um, I reached out to you uh, for several reasons because I, you know, I you guys are from St. Louis. So that was always whenever they announced Clayton as The Bachelor and they they specifically said Eureka, right? That's where you used to live. Yes. Uh -huh. Okay. Okay. So, and I always, that's right by, and right away I'm like, oh my God, that's where Six Flags is. Yeah. Right. <laughs> right? Where, yeah. Where Did you live close? Were you right close but, to Six Flags? Yes. We were just kind of down, down the outer road. Um, we lived there for actually 20 years. So the boys were wow. 
pretty much uh, raised there and went to school and, and graduated from Eureka High School. And um, it was a great, great town um, to grow up in. And um, it's still a great town. I mean, it's a kind of a small town feel. And um, yeah, right down the road from Six Flags. In fact, <laughs> we went through the stage of they had season passes, you know, and we would go in the summer and... <laughs> Golly, I went. That was always like that was like always a big deal for us, you know, to go to St. St. Louis and go to Six Flags. So that's always the the log flume, you know, the whole bit. (laughs) Oh, absolutely, yes. And we found out when once we lived there, they said in the summer Tuesday was the day you were supposed to go. That that was like the low crowds, I guess, kind of middle of the week kind of thing. And and so yeah, so we'd go on Tuesdays and get right into the rides and. And, How fun. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, but also I had a little bit of a connection because I, Clayton went to Mizzou, right? Yes. Yes. M-I-Z. M-I-Z-O-U. <laughs> there you go. Thank you. <laughs> um, but I'm also an alum of Mizzou. So I thought that was really like cool too. So, um, yes, as well but, as I. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, um, but I also like, for my, my listeners know this, I also felt a certain kind of way about Clayton season and um, just like felt so felt for him so much, like really did. And so I thought, you know, it would be interesting to just talk to you as his mom and not necessarily get into the nitty gritty, but just talk to you about your general, you know, feelings about what it's like to have your son be on The Bachelor in general and all of that, but also because I don't, you know, we all are not defined by our kids or, you know, our job. We also have our, just our own being as women. So I also thought it would be fun to just have you be one of my, what I've called Rose interviews that I started on this off season of The Bachelor and ask you all of the questions I have asked all my other interviews of just about yourself and things that you like and experiences in your life and all that. So if it's okay, I will start with just a few sort of like just general, how is it like being on the bachelor questions (laughs) and then move into the Rose questions, if that's right. Yeah. Great. Great. Okay. So my first question is, had you, were you a bachelor watcher prior to Clayton being on? And if so, how long had you watched? Yes, I was, um, an original. I, I, Yay. Go- <laughs> <laughs> um, back to, you know, the Trista and Ryan, uh, days. And of course, Trista, you know, was from St. Louis and, uh, um, oh, wait, I didn't know that. Yes, yes, she attended uh, Parkway. One I did park- not know that. Oh, mm-hmm. cool. Yes, yes. And um, so I started watching it, yes, from the get-go and watched it for years. Um, I think Clayton had mentioned one point on the show that, you know, he was young and, and remembers being in the background. But, you know, of course, <laughs> he wasn't watching it with me as, as he was young. <laughs> You weren't sitting down with a glass of wine with them and watching exactly. Right, right. And three boys. No, that was the last thing. <laughs> and um, so, yes, I watched it religiously for years. And then um, I kind of I kind of stopped watching, I guess, just busyness of working and the kids and everything. And so I um, I kind of remember the last season was Pilot Pete. 
And then I hadn't watched any seasons after him that I recall. But then, of course, when I found out he was going to be on The Bachelorette, I so I picked up with Katie's season. So Katie's okay. season fell, of course, and then his. Yes. So I pretty much, yeah, watched it for, you know, I don't even know how many years that is, but um, I, I was a regular. <laughs> well, if I'm, if I'm going back through the time correctly, you really didn't miss all that much because you probably missed, I'm trying to think who was after, I get after Pilot Pete, I don't remember who the bachelor was, but then there was Matt James and Katie was on yeah. Matt James's season. So you probably only missed like two seasons. I, I think I missed, right, the, the COVID seasons. And then I'm not sure I watched Hannah Brown. And I think, wasn't she after Pilot Pete? Oh, Maybe. that's right. Because, uh, no, she he was on her season. Because oh, they were the whole windmill, like, joke. Like, oh, um, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> um, yes, I... Yeah, my memory's awful. So I, I might have too. Yeah. I might have watched her. I get really rude. You know, I did yes, I did not watch Matt James or um Claire or Tasha's season. I know that. So maybe it was just a few yeah, yeah a few years. Um of just yes, being busy and and um not watching it. So Okay, so when he um, went on The Bachelorette, how did did he uh, apply himself? Did they reach out to him? How like how was that? How did he that work? A, a, I'm pretty sure they reached out to him um, via via social media, okay. uh, and um, you know for The Bachelorette, and so. You know, prior to that, I would, you know, he, so he, after college, he, Columbia, Missouri and, and worked, um, had a, you know, striker and had bought his own condo and he was living there. And, um, so we would see him, you know, a couple times a month because it's not that far from here, uh, Lake St. Louis. And he'd come home and I'd say, you know, you really ought to apply for the bachelor. <laughs> and, and, uh, <laughs> You know, he would just kind of laugh. Oh, no. You know, and he just, you know, kind of blew it off. And so when he told us that, you know, the Bachelorette, he was going to be on that. I was just thrilled because, you know, of course, I had watched the show for years and I, I just was just like, oh, my gosh, you know, it's so, so I bet I bet you were <laughs> I would have been like climbing the walls. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, of course, being a mom and, and a fan, I was like, Oh, you know, I mean, maybe he'll get picked. Maybe Michelle will pick him and, you know, sure. <laughs> happily ever after. So, yeah, I was I was thrilled. It was uh, yeah, it was exciting, exciting time when he came in and told us that. I bet. And I mean, this is how I feel like I would feel like if if either my, my daughter would be more of the age to be on it now. But she it, it would probably be like it would be really cool if she would get picked, but also just a good opportunity. And that's always like a, 
a thought I feel like people have is that like that whole like wrong reasons thing where if you don't go on solely to find love that it's the wrong reasons which I think is ludicrous because I mean look at your odds there's one of 30 that you'll get picked so there's nothing wrong with going on for the sheer opportunity of being on the show and I don't know why that's so looked against you know but right Right. yes definitely An, an opportunity I mean first of all to to meet you know the the lead. And then of course, all the, you know, um, contestants, I mean, a lot of friendships, strong friendships come out of it. And um, let alone the traveling, you know, absolutely, for sure. I would (laughs) that you bring up a point that I was always curious about too. Well, I'm not really curious, but it does seem like you feel more um, that the friendships made while being on the show are long lasting rather than (laughs) the end result of it. Does he still keep in touch with guys that were on Michelle's season with him? He does. Yes. He's, he's, um, yeah, he's good friends. Um, Rodney, Brandon. And that's right. That was that whole, I I, like, I forget who's on every season. So, okay. That's awesome. Yeah. They're. And um, yes, I know he, he liked all the, all the guys on Michelle's season. And, you know, I think, so that's, that's cool that they, they form that bond, you know, and um, have that friendship, you know, so that's. And I'm, and I'm sure you can't help but that because you're with these guys 24 seven for, you know, however many weeks it is that they're on. Right. Exactly. Exactly. So I, I I think it's neat that they, you know, still keep in touch. They were together over, um, new year's eve and and, fun yeah so they so that so that's neat you know and i think that happens obviously to a lot of the contestants you know they form friendships yeah for sure i wonder if he i've heard a lot of people um were disappointed that rodney was not i don't maybe he was considered and turned it down but that he was not the next bachelor because everybody's like oh man he would have been like the perfect bachelor right (laughs) Right. (laughs) anyway um okay so then so he he what is does he finish in seventh or eighth on michelle's season um yeah let me think eighth maybe okay Yeah. yeah all right so then it comes time for the bachelor. And so tell me about that. You're him, him like letting you know, or telling you that he has, well, first, I don't know if you can say, was he, a, do you know if he was amongst others being considered or was he kind of like their goal? Like we would like you to be the bachelor. Oh, I don't, I don't know that, but from, from watching the show, I, I think that, you know, there's pr- probably a number of you know, contestants that they're looking at. I don't, I don't know if they, you know, pick one right away or. That. Um, yeah. But it's kind of funny. He came home from filming the bachelorette. Um, you know, he seemed, he seemed content. He seemed happy. And I was thinking, you know, Oh gosh, you know, he seems content with being sent home, and, you know, this and that. And <laughs> And, um, I, I remember even saying kind of jokingly, um, are you the next bachelor? And he just kind of smiled at me, you know, and, and I, I just, yeah, I just had this kind of this inkling, um, but yet, and it was, it was shown on the show and this is valid or true. Um, he, he had told his, um, 
dad, my husband, and his two brothers that he was going to be the bachelor, but he didn't tell me right away. Oh my god! Uh, well, twofold. They he wanted to get a, a a good reaction on TV, which he ended up filming. Um, and then also, um, I mean, you know, I don't think I have a big mouth, but I guess he, <laughs> <laughs> he was worried that I would leak it. I'm I'm very close to to my mom and my sister. They both live here at the lake and he just thought I know you're going to tell grandma (laughs) (laughs) so he um yeah for almost like a month they knew and I did not and then wow that had to be torture to keep that from you for a month I mean I well you would think but maybe (laughs) it's easy um and you know I would even say things to his brothers about you know I just I just don't think it's over. And, and, you know, they'd be like, I know, I don't, I don't either. (laughs) And um, so anyway, it was during the week and um, he had, uh, I was, well, let me back up. So it was, um, I had worked of course all day. I'm a teacher and um, I was dressed in, red, white, and blue, and uh, wearing a scarf. Uh, we were honoring a, a soldier who had graduated from the area that w- had been killed, and so we were wearing that, and um, I came home, and I was going to change, because a lot of times on Wednesday nights, my husband and I will just go out to eat and kind of break up the week, and I was just ready to change, and there was a knock at the door, and you know, my husband's saying, can you get it? And I'm like, what? You know, I'm, I'm <laughs> to change yet. And yeah, exactly. <laughs> and so I uh, answer the door and it's like, I don't know, five o'clock in the evening and Clayton's standing there. Well, you know, it's a weeknight and, you know, he lives in Columbia, which is an hour and a half away. So I was kind of like, what is he doing? And they had showed this on the show and he was filming me and he said, you know, uh, you know, come here, mom. And I mean, I'm literally like shaking because I'm oh my gosh. Going <laughs> and uh, um, so then he, you know, we walk in the house and he's, you know, says, well, you know how, uh, you know, you you wanted me to be the bachelor or something. And he says, you know, I, I'm going to be and I just I I just lose it. I'm just all excited. <laughs> and, uh, you know, Wait, when- did you cry or no? Um, no, I didn't cry. But okay. I remember being. um just yeah kind of in shock like surreal like what you like know? am I dreaming yeah 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 exactly and uh and so so he got that reaction of course um you know for the show and they did they did show a clip of it on the beginning of his season so 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 that answers that question I think a lot of people always wonder how authentic those like home video quote-unquote clips are so that was truly an authentic reaction that, that he got from you that was truly authentic and that's, that's so yeah, funny that's- I feel like I want to go back and find that on YouTube somewhere and watch <laughs> it now that I know that story it's got to be there somewhere doesn't it oh goodness but you know it's one of those things too where you know being a mom I was like oh I didn't like what I was wearing you know look that day I'm like shoot I should I should have gone up and changed <laughs> yeah you're probably like you timed this terribly at least I could have changed first into something that was a little bit cute like not red white and blue that's so you yeah you probably had the audience going what is she wearing <laughs> Well, I actually had, this is funny. So I had, like I said, I had a, a red, white, and blue, um, you know, like patriotic scarf on. 
And I actually ended up having a um, influencer through Instagram who reached out and said, oh my gosh, you know, I just love your scarf. That you oh wear. my God, that's <laughs> hilarious. Yeah, and so she, you know, actually uh, makes, you know, or sells scarves. And so she ended up, you know, setting me one and yeah, it was awesome. <laughs> that's funny. You should have been like, hey, okay, yes, um, you can do that. But then I want to become the sole model for your scarves. <laughs> <laughs> you could have become an influencer, Kelly. <laughs> exactly. I was like, the boys, yeah, we're for trouble, you know, give me trouble. Oh, mom, here it goes. Here it's but uh, that is so glad that's so funny (laughs) so um so did you so that so how when you found that out like when that moment happened then how long was it before he left to go start filming then um let's see I'm trying to think that was in September so uh, yeah I think he was leaving like the following week or so I mean okay okay yes pretty quick pretty Uh quickly then pretty so So were you then like, like, I mean, you're excited, obviously you've verbalized that, but were you also like nervous? I'm sure you experienced all those like mom feelings, like worried and nervous and like just all the emotions, I assume as a mom. (laughs) Yes. And, and I can, I can admit that I was probably naive in the sense that, you know, I, I was a viewer. I've never obviously been a, a mom of someone on, you know, TV, much less a lead of a dating show right so I was pretty you know excited and um yeah just just looking forward to the to the season and I even had um oh I think it was a one of uh I was going to exercise classes at the time and one of the instructors said you know how how are you going to handle like him kissing all those women? And that was actually my next question. So I'm glad yeah. that you segued into that. Okay. Right. And I just remember saying at the time, Oh, it's fine. It'll be fine. Like I was like, <laughs> you know, it's no big deal. <laughs> and then of course, when it was happening and being broadcast, I was just like, Oh God. No. <laughs> stop kissing all those women oh exactly you know what grosses me out about that the most I think and I don't care who it is what lead it is what man woman whatever it is it they when they film those kissing scenes they get so close to their faces I'm like I don't need to like hear the kiss I know I know I would read of course social media and people were like oh my gosh the the smacking sounds and they have to and I thought, oh my gosh, I know exactly. So, well, at least know. he didn't have any like, or at least not that I remember any like weird kissisms. Like when Matt James was um, the Bachelor, he always kept his eyes open, and people started like viewers started knowing noticing that. And then like every show, that's what everyone watched for is every time he would kiss a woman, he'd keep his eyes open, and everyone was like, he got blasted for that. Oh my! <laughs> but <Uh-oh. laughs> but I sometimes I do too. I have to look away or like distract myself because they just it's yeah it's not pleasant to listen to mostly. <laughs> I know. So yeah. So that ended up being obviously uncomfortable for both my husband and I. We're like, oh my gosh. You know? <laughs> oh, that's so funny. Al- yeah. Along with the fact just that it's it would always I always find it ironic because you know this is like a quote unquote reality show. But yet, 
they have one guy dating 30 women. So that's like so far from reality that, <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. Like, it's not reality. <laughs> it's, it's not reality. <laughs> I know. All. Oh yeah. my goodness. Absolutely. What, I, I'm curious also, how long is filming? So he, like from beginning to end, what, what is the filming time frame? Um, I think it's like, yeah, a couple eight weeks or something months or yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Right. Right. Um, so that, that was my, my phone just went off. That was forgot to turn off my sound. Um, okay. So like go toward to the end, you got to then meet both. Let's see, you met Rachel and Gabby. Yes. Right. But not yes. Susie. Well, at least not at this point when you right. were on the show. So, right. so they came and met you separately. Do you like when that whole seat, you went to Iceland, right? right? That was where you're like, whatever meeting of. Right. Okay. Yeah. So again, this is just out of curiosity with just like how, how much we see versus filmed. What did you like talk to Rachel one day and Gabby the next, or are they both on the same day or like, how does that work usually? Um, yeah, I mean, I, I think I'm allowed to say it's it was it was different days and they, okay. uh, you know, they, yeah, there's obviously a, there's a lot of filming that takes place that you don't see because, you know, they're editing. And, well, absolutely. Sure. Right. So right. like, do they feel do you film all day with them or are they just there for like a couple hours of filming? No, it's 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 a long day. I um I remember one point. um we were filming and um I was uh downstairs in a room and um eating my lunch I was starving (laughs) (laughs) and all of a sudden there was a knock at the door and he's like hey mom you know when the producer hey mom you know ready to ready to film I go I I just sat down to eat my lunch (laughs) and he goes oh that's show business or something and I I just kind of laughed you know so it's um it's long days those yeah the okay because probably when it's cut down, we it like of eat like when we watched those visits, inevitably probably is really only five, maybe ten minutes that we see of like each of those interactions that you guys have. Right. So it's it's crazy how much they like have to edit that. Really, probably it is. It is. I mean, because you think about it, you know, they have to obviously it's a two hour show. Right. So, you know, have to fit so much in, in and in those two hours. Right. Um, and it's two hours, but yet there's commercials. So right. really it's probably only, you know, a little over an hour and a half or something of actual filming, you know, or stuff Ab- you watch. Absolutely. Right. right. You talk about eating. I, I, you know, people always joke too, that like, I don't know. I can't remember if you guys, it seems to me that you guys were all just sitting on couches sort of, but you know, people joke about how when there are hometowns, whatever, and they sit down for a meal at a table, you know, like whether, you know, you never see anyone eating ever on the show. (laughs) (laughs) So whether that is all just like fake food sitting there wasting it. And then people I know I've heard joke, you know, like, you know, they put all this food in front of these people and then it just goes wasted. So they're like, you wonder if like production gets to like eat all that food (laughs) behind the scenes or, you know, what happens with the food. I know. I've always wanted that too. It looks like these wonderful meals and you think, yeah, they're just getting cold. I, 
I would like to know that question of Clayton sometime is when he would sit down on like one-on-one dates and they always, always sit down and there's always food in front of them and they never, ever, ever eat. If actually he got to, whenever they stopped filming, if he got to actually take bites of it or, <laughs> or if it just sat there untouched, I'd love to know that. You have to find that question out for me. <laughs> right, right. You would think that, yeah, they'd be starving when it's sitting there, you know? <laughs> exactly. They're like getting low blood sugar because they can't eat yet. They have this big steak in front of them. <laughs> uh, okay. So um, moving to like the end of the, uh, his season, you know, I, you know, you don't, I don't want you to like get into the nitty gritty of any of it, but it was obvious that he had a hard very tough time probably I would guess during the whole airing of it and again I'm just from my perspective and anyone who listens to my recaps knows that I was very passionate about being angry almost after every single show especially at the end especially after the after the final rose and all of that that he just got a lot of hate and unfair judgment from viewers and I've listened to I mean, numerous podcasts, um, specifically, I think of the one that he and Susie did with Caitlin Bristow. And um, it was very like, you know, I don't know if it's partly because I am a mom or what, but I just like, I just wanted to give him a big hug. <laughs> and, and I like hope he knows that there were a lot of people who felt like I did, I think that were like on his side and thought that he was treated fairly and very unfairly, especially by viewers and things and the stuff he talked about experiencing himself through uh cowards that say things on the internet um and you know just feel free to do that and I don't know where the hate comes from but you as a mom when he went through all of that how, what was that like for you I and mean, that might be a dumb question because it's probably obvious what it was like for you but how was that for you? How, how do you feel now? Is he doing good now? Like if, if you're willing to, you know, talk about that at all from your perspective, I would yeah. love to hear it. Um, so he is doing great right now. And one of the um, things that he's doing, that's a passion of his is speaking about uh, men's mental health. And so mm. he had his first speaking engagement um, back in September at a uh, rural high school here in Missouri. And so I went ahead and, and took off and went with him. And I'm so glad I did. It was just so uplifting and everything. Um, what and, age was he talking to of kid? Yeah. So it was um, a small school. And so they had the middle school students, sixth, seventh and eighth, and then the high school students. So he talked to both groups, you know, separately. Um, and so they just, they were just wonderful. And, you know, there was a Q and a afterwards. And of course, you know, they're asking him questions about, you know, everything. And, and, um, so one of the, uh, girls stood up and said, well, I actually have a, a question for your mom. <laughs> and I, so I was just sitting, you know, we were in a gym, I was sitting in a chair on the side and, and so I, you know, stood up and they all started cheering and, <laughs> and, um, and so she said, you know, how did you feel when you found out he was the bachelor? And then how do you feel now? And I was just like, oh my gosh, you know, so I said, of course, you know, I was ecstatic and everything and, and just, you know, was so happy and couldn't wait, you know, for him to, 
you know, I'm thinking the the Sean Lowe ending, you know, he's going right. to propose and live happily ever after. And, um, and I said, you know, but then of course, after the, the show, I said, you know, it was a totally different feeling. And, and yeah, basically because of all the, all the social media hate, I mean, unfortunately that's just the world that we live in right now. Um, but a lot of the, I guess, call them were just toxic and you know i i made the mistake of of going out and reading things and you know my boys would even say you know clayton would say mom you you just don't read it well he was reading it of course you know you just it was almost like an addiction yeah start (laughs) going down that hole and and reading and then um and my Mm -hmm. middle son nate said well if anything he said don't go on reddit well what do i do i go on reddit oh no yeah i've always heard reddit's horrible oh oh my gosh toxic toxic. and um just Mm. negativity so i kind of got you know roped into that as far as like i I, yeah i guess you could say it was addiction i'd come home from school and i would get on and read you know these comments and and on facebook and you know instagram and stuff and and i just thought oh my gosh you know this is not at all what I expected Mm. and um you know I I myself as a mom even got some you know dms uh or not actually dms just actually on my instagram pages um uh toxic comments you know and and you know how can you you know I'm sure you're really proud of your son what he's done this and that oh my god it's just terrible gosh I mean you know he didn't kill anybody I mean right so you know and not to make light of yes I know he he hurt a lot of people emotionally but um you know it just it just wasn't the comments were not called for you know it's just very toxic and so um so yeah, so I definitely I had a, a different, um, you know, feeling after after the show than before the show, um, you know. So that was obviously, you know, disappointing for me because as a fan of the show for years, you know, I just like I said was was hoping for a a different you know outcome. So the fairy tale view you had of the show prior was completely gone after, <laughs> right? Yeah, right. That's unbelievable. Right, exactly. But um, but along those lines, um, you know, Clayton, he's he's doing great. He's actually so he's got a couple different things. So he's he's speaking on mental health. He mm. um just wrote a book and it should be coming out soon. Oh, nice. A- What's it called? Yeah, it's called 180 degrees. Um, and it's uh-huh. just about obviously his his life and and show talk about so much of of the show and then um and then you know just kind of yeah giving a lot of uh feedback and things about uh, mental health and so that's that's been wonderful for him because he's passionate about that so he's able to speak about those things so now he has a platform you know had he not obviously been on the show he wouldn't have that you know audience so that's that's good and um that's amazing yeah it's it's amazing that he's doing what he wants to do and he's, he's very happy. And, um, you know, he's living in, in Scottsdale, Arizona and happy there. And he's going to get his, uh, real estate. He's in the process of getting his real estate license and we'll start doing that as well. So, oh, wow. Yes. I'm sorry. He has a, a fitness. 
Instagram, but he also runs um, online and, and clients that he coaches. And that's been going well as also. So, you know, he, he can't complain. He's in a good place. So that's good. Well, that's amazing. Talk about uh, making lemonade out of lemons. Like, right. Wow. Exactly. I mean, that's good. And, you know, I think too, it seems like uh, to be a lead, you probably have to have a, I know that, I mean, obviously you have to have a thick skin because I'm sure all leads had experienced some kind of hate or like criticisms off their seasons. I think he probably had more than any of them, but um, I think that it takes us probably a strong person in general just to be a lead and with any, everything that it entails. So it sounds like in that respect, you know, he really followed that course and just, you know, I know it was really hard for him. Um, like again, even just hearing his interviews, but being able to turn it around like that, I know that I do. I mean, I follow him on Instagram and I see all of his workout things, but it seems to me like in the past, I don't know how long past month or so that he'll post a, um, like a, like on how you swipe. I don't know. I'm so old. I don't know what you call it, (laughs) but like like he'll have like an excerpt, like a picture of an excerpt from a book. I guess is that his book then? Is that what that is? Uh, yes. Yes. Oh, that's so cool. Okay. He, yes. He was asking, I guess, um, uh, people for feedback of what like cover he should pick for his, what picture he should pick for his book cover. I think that's probably what you're referring well no they were pictures of like uh look like a page of a book like they were like written words okay no so Uh, that is um well actually that's from his book that he's he's writing yes okay okay he will reference when he's talking about um mental health and uh body dysmorphia Mm -hmm. um he will reference what he has written in the book and so okay yes because he has the rough draft obviously of the book. And so that's what he's showing. Yes. Well, that is so cool. I just think that's so great. And, you know, just to also follow up and we can get on to the questions now, cause you know, we want to hear about you too. So, but I just <laughs> also want to, what's that? I said, nobody wants to hear about me. <laughs> yes, they do. <laughs> oh, I do. So, <laughs> um, but I just like, just so that I can have my like last thoughts on this, you know, you talk about you know, he heard a lot of people, blah, blah, blah. But I, you know, like from, again, my perspective, I think that that is the purpose of the, I mean, that's not the purpose of the show, but it is a show again, where there's 30 women and one gets picked. You can't ask three of them to marry you. So, um, and so everyone is going to get hurt. That's the whole premise. I mean, we see all the tears on every single show So there's tons and tons of people over the last 20 years that have gotten hurt. So it's not like that was a new thing for his season for girls to get hurt. And, and that's what got to me. And I also, you know, we know on multiple seasons that leads have told people, I love you. And especially ones that we don't even know if it was aired, maybe they did and they just (laughs) didn't air it, you know, or that they, you know, whatever, sleep with him in the fantasy suites that happens all the time. So that's what I thought was so ludicrous was that, he was just like, you know, massacred because of those things. And so I just, again, want to go on record as to saying that I, I thought he was treated completely unfairly and, and that, um, in my opinion, and then like the hate that he received, I just thought was over the top. And they even like, 
it, it wasn't even let go on Rachel and Gabby's season. They were still making digs at them. And I just thought that was not classy at all. So anyway, you don't have to comment on that or anything like that. That's just from me, myself. That's how I felt. So I am very, very happy to hear that I, he is yeah. like doing well and doing this book and, and like following his passions and being happy. I just think that's uh, for him to come back from that low point, I think is really a, a great testament to probably who he is or not yeah. probably for sure, you know? Right. So, yes. No, I, and I, you know, I'm just going to say, I hope that he and Susie are still in touch and I hope that there's hope for them someday. <laughs> so <laughs> they, they are, I know they're good friends. So it's, that's, that's all good. Yes. Yes. And I, great. That's awesome. Yes. Well, thank you for all of that. I appreciate you you know, sharing all of that with us. I just think it's, um, you know, a perspective that uh, I don't know if a lot of viewers like think of like that this person that is a lead or even people on the show, you know, have moms and dads and siblings that watch and have to see them, you know, go through either good stuff or bad stuff. And that there's like a you know, a, a, um, a, a perimeter or background to all of that too. And that, you know, you guys experience the feelings, uh, you know, I know again, just speaking as a mom, probably as deeply as he does, he did, you know, is you experience it as well. So, um, right. Right. And I think that's what people lose sight of is, is, and again, I'm going to, you know, circle back to the social media uh, mm -hmm. of, you know, people just spew hate and, and, toxic uh comments and without thinking you know these are people these are you know yeah Clayton has a mom and a dad and a family and and people that love him and you know and and as well as all the other you know contestants I mean you know it's just it's it's just yeah you would think that um they would be I don't know <laughs> a little well, more uh, in the in the end it's a tv show I mean you know, yeah. it is a TV show. So right. like, why are you getting so passionate and so hateful about something that's meant for entertainment to be viewed as entertainment? Really? I mean, I know that they're real people and they're experiencing real feelings, but it, it just watch it as a show. And then when you turn it off, don't say another, you know, don't spew another word of, you know, negativity. Why? Like, why? Well, exactly. And I think, um, you know, I had, I had, I've, seen actually a couple different comments expressed on social media where people will say and I know there's lots of trolls and stuff but they'll say well you know he he went on the show so you know he's he's asking for it to be put out there you know <laughs> yeah and it's like well, wait a minute. just because go on a show uh doesn't mean like you know it's okay to to just make all these comments like you know well you know he, he has it coming to him because he put himself out <laughs> yeah that's just ludicrous I yeah. that is ludicrous and, and you know I get a certain amount of like if it's I mean I will just say on my you know on my podcast when I do recaps you know I'll make general like funny digs at certain things people say or whatever but it's never in like a hateful like I you know the kind of this kind of hate it's it's one thing if it's like joking about whatever some like Matt James keeping his eyes open while he's kissing, right. you know, like right. that or something. And right. you like, and you teasingly joke about stuff like that. That's one thing. And yes, I think those are the things that, you know, they know what they signed up for and yeah. that kind of stuff. Yeah. 
but right. not the death threats and the threats that go so, so deep and is so filled with hate. I just can't yeah. even comprehend. You, you'd think there'd be one or two of those. You wouldn't think there would just be massive amounts of that, you know? Massive people. And I just think that, you know what, they're just obviously unhappy with their lives. And so, right. they, you know, making comments, you know, the, the keyboard, you know, <laughs> uh, bullies or whatever. But um, I, that just made me think of one thing that Clayton did. I'm sure you notice um, is he licked his lips, especially in the beginning um, of the season. I don't know if you noticed. No, that. I don't think I noticed that. No, I actually don't think I did. I think it got better through the season, but in the beginning, um, it was just a habit. And I remember, you know, <laughs> I'm, obviously I've seen him do it, you know, here. And I, and I thought, oh, oh gosh, you know, and sure enough, you know, he would just, he would just lick his lips. And, uh, <laughs> and so obviously, you know, that's very, uh, recognizable when you're on TV. And so, um, oh, it was one of, uh, Instagram, um, people, she, you know, did like a video of it and it was hilarious. You know? Right. Right. <laughs> you know, that's Yeah. That's funny. And I can, I can laugh about that. And it's, you know, I thought it was hilarious. Exactly. And, right. You know, so that kind of things. And yeah, with Matt James closing his eye, I mean, the, yeah, it's funny and they are on TV. So obviously it's, it's getting put out there, but um, yeah, but all the other things, no, it just was uncalled for. <laughs> Well, if you know, um, <clears throat> I don't know if you watch or listen to uh, Game of Roses podcast, but uh, they would call that good face play. So this <laughs> is good. <laughs> had good face play with the with the constant movement of the tongue along the lips. That would be good face play. <laughs> uh, and he's in good company because when you said that, it reminded me I, I'm also a Real Housewives watcher on Bravo. And um, on this last season of Beverly Hills, uh, there was a girl on there. It was, she was new to the show and she also did a ton of lip licking. And I know they addressed it like at the at the end of the show on their reunion shows. They addressed uh, all of the comments they got about her lip licking. So he's in good c company. At least. <laughs> <laughs> OK, so let's move on to hearing more about you. OK, so OK. So I'm just going to go down my list of questions here. And so obviously my first one is, is, is I have, tell me your name. We know your name already. So age, if you're not, if you don't mind sharing um, <laughs> where you're uh, originally from, where you live now, I know we've talked about that too, but your, your sort of your family life and then your job, if you could tell us a little bit about all that. Yes. Yeah, so I, um, yeah, Kelly Eckerd and I'm 58. I just turned 50 in December and I, um, we live here in, in Lake St. Louis. Um, all the boys are gone, of course. They all live in Arizona. So that's a bummer. Um, and let's see, I am a teacher. I teach special education, seventh grade English language arts, but this is my last year. I'm retiring at the end of the school year. So oh, I'm wow. excited about that. Yes. I'm just ready to just kind of move on. And I'm not sure people keep asking me what I'm going to do. And I'm like, I don't know what I'm going to do. <laughs> I just <laughs> well, good. read good. a book and, you know, uh, lay by the pool. I don't know. <laughs> oh, that sounds amazing. I think that's what you should do <laughs> for uh, sure. <laughs> yes. And, um, so yeah, I've taught for over 25 years. Um, I had stayed home for nine years with the boys when they were young and then went, you know, went back into teaching and, um, yeah. So do you go to visit the boys much? You and your husband? We, 
we try to see them, you know, a couple times a year. So they um, usually come home in the summer around the 4th of July, because obviously, you know, that's when it's so hot in Arizona, it's in the hundreds, you know, in the summer. And then um, like this past Thanksgiving, we went there okay. and visited them. Um, of course, I would like to see them much more. Um, two of them actually came home for Christmas um, this past Christmas. Um, but, you know, obviously I would like to see them more. We are going, my spring break is the end of March and we are going then, of course, to see them. And, oh, good. Yeah. Do, do so, they all live together out there or do they have separate uh, places? So my youngest, um, Patrick, he just moved back. He was there and then he moved to um, Portland, Oregon for a year. And now he's back in Arizona and he has his own place. And then... Um, Clayton is living with Nate, our middle son, um, for the time being. But then he's, um, once he gets his realtor license, he's looking at, you know, houses. So he'll gotcha. buy his house. But um, yeah, so it's great. Obviously, when we call on Sundays, usually we call and talk. You know, we just patch them all three, you know, in Aww. phone. And that's been great. Yeah. So I assume they're pretty close. They're the very close. And I'm very thankful for that. Yes, they've always, they're each two years apart and okay. uh, they were so always... how old are they each then yes so okay so uh clayton is 29 nate is 27 and patrick is 25 okay so two years apart and they were all close yeah even growing up you know um all through high school college and, and so yeah i'm very thankful for that that they all get along real well Good. That is great. I, does your husband, will he retire too soon or (laughs) (laughs) will he be able to sit by the pool with you and read as well? (laughs) I know. And you know, we live on a lake, so it's like, you know, shoot, I want him to be retired so we can go boating, you know, anytime. And I don't know. I think he's going to kind of wait and see how next year goes with, with me being retired. And then, um, he keeps saying, you know, 65, but I don't know. We'll see. He turned 60 this year. So we'll see. Okay. Uh, what does how he do, doing. if I can ask? Yeah, no problem. He um, He's an engineer by trade and he's oh. uh, sales. He's been in sales uh, with, you know, engineering for for a long time. And um, yeah, he does does very well. He's very he's a very hard worker. <laughs> um, how, when did you guys move to Lake St. Louis? How we long moved- ago have you been there? Yes, this is um, coming up on our seventh year. We moved in May. Yeah, 2000. Okay. All right. Yeah. Uh-huh. I know. And I, I know, again, this is so many years ago, but um, I, every time I would drive, because I'm from um, like Southeast Missouri down by Cape Girardeau. And so when I would come home on the weekends from Mizzou, I would always take, is that 64? Yeah. What is that? Yeah. I would always, that would always be my shortcut to, to Columbia. So oh, I, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, drive right yep. through Lake St. Louis every time. I know. So great was um so and then our youngest graduated from Mizzou. So it was great, you know, if they come home from school, it was like hour and fifteen minutes, you know. So that was nice. And then also also going there, you know, it was just a short yeah. cut off, you know, from Eureka, it cut off a good, you know, forty five extra minutes. So that was nice. Yeah, absolutely, for sure. Um, so, okay. So how did you, did you always want to be a teacher? How did you, um, choose your, to be like, how, how was that when you were younger? How did you choose to be a teacher? I did. I, and where did you like go to school? Where did you, where'd you get your degree from? 
Okay. Yes. So, um, I always wanted to be a teacher and in fourth grade, um, in our basement, we had one of those old fashioned, uh, school desks oh. where my parents got it, but we had one of those school desks. And so, and then we had a, a chalkboard. And so I would set up my own little school classroom Aww. and my uh, youngest brother, I'm one of six kids. Um, okay. He, he would be my student. And so. <laughs> so cute. I had, uh, you know, and I, I had old textbooks. I don't know if we got them for the library or what, but old textbooks. And so I would, you know, teach him uh, school. And I remember, yeah, from that point on, from from fourth grade on, and then my uh, one of my sisters, um, she is, and she ended up um, getting her teaching degree from Mizzou also, and um, so of course you know she was also an inspiration because you know she was teaching and loving it, and so I, yeah, continued to uh, pursue that, and so I went to Mizzou, and yes, graduated from there, and and had my teaching degree from Mizzou. Well, great. Wow. So is it one of those desks where you lift the lid and then you yes. your bit? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> wow. That really ages us, doesn't it? I know. <laughs> oh, exactly. But I thought those were the cool. That's what I had in like second grade. That was, that was what we did. It was Me great. Too. It was very, I thought it was very practical. I mean, you keep it all in there and then you get to write on the top. I mean, you know. Uh now, so now, you know, I teach, I teach middle school and, um, well, I don't know if elementary still has, but, you know, we just have the, you know, the, the desk that has, you know, you just have the top and that's it. And I'm yeah. like, and it'd be nice if we had those again for, right. And then I remember I was always very organized. So I would, mine would be perfectly organized. My crayons would be <laughs> like on one side and my little pencil case would be on one side. And the, but then I remember like the boys, usually the boys is just like trash. They would just throw it in there and, oh, <laughs> Thing. I was very organized and um, same thing. Yeah, I think I would, you know, every once in a while, make sure it's all clean and organized. Right. <laughs> make sure there were like no, no um, pe pencil shavings, you know, I have to sweep those up. <laughs> yeah, of course. Yeah, the boys, like you said, they had papers, you know, crumbled up. Right. Papers, crumbled all crumbled up. Yeah. <laughs> That's so funny. Um, okay, so my next question is, if you are willing to share, tell me about um, a life challenge that you've experienced that sort of helped shape you or you know make you into a maybe stronger person yeah I was trying to think um I well I lost my dad when I was a senior in high school he mm. uh, had cancer and, and died so of course I think you know that just obviously changes you know a person um as well and um my mom, you know, was wonderful. She's still alive. My mom's 93. And wow. Yeah. And she was continued, you know, to work and, and put me through college um, and, you know, bought me my first car and, you know, um, just just did a wonderful job wow. of, uh, yes, still raising, up, you know, kids and everything. Um, and, and then how I are you age wise in your with your siblings? Okay, so I I'm the second youngest. Okay, kid. So I was I think yeah seventeen mm. passed away, and then my um, youngest brother he let's see uh, would have been 14, 13, mm. 14, Yes, uh huh, yeah. So obviously you know that was you know very tough, um, but my mom you know, was just remarkable and and you know, <laughs> filled the role of, of, 
you know, mother and, and father and, and, uh, you know, wow. So yeah, that was obviously, you know, very tough. Um, what kind of cancer did he have? He had uh stomach cancer and then, you know, it just, and this is obviously back in the seventies. So, you know, today maybe he would have lived longer, but you know, back then just didn't have the, you know, the technology and the medical care, but it, it, it had spread, you know, by the mm. time diagnosed him, it had spread all over. So he, mm. from the time he was diagnosed, only lived nine months. Oh my. Yeah. Yeah. So that, yeah, it was definitely, definitely hard. Um, but also being a teacher, I would say, um, I, so I was, I was a good student, like all through elementary uh, school and, you know, got good grades and stuff. And then I hit middle school math and I just could not <laughs> understand it. I mean, I just struggled, and, um, you know, and then in high school did not do well. College did not do well uh, with geometry. I just could not understand it. And so I think that made me a better teacher as far as, um, you know, just being patient with kids that just struggle, obviously. Sure. That's areas because, you know, I got a college degree and everything and got my master's, but, um, it, yeah, it was, it was frustrating because I just could not understand. And to this day, I'm not a strong math student. I mean, I'm just sure. Uh, that makes sense. I mean, and I think that's another like good example of like you finding, uh, good and the bad, because I can see where that would make you have more empathy to the kids who are struggling with not just math, but any subject. Exactly. And that's, you know, I've always, I've always been patient, been told I'm, you know, I'm so patient with, with people and with students. And I think that, you know, maybe that's, that's why, because I was, you know, I struggled. And so, you know, you just, you just have to, yeah, be, sure. be patient with them. And, um, yeah, so that definitely, you know, I wouldn't say it was a, a life changing, you know, um, event or anything, but I think kind of molded me of, of who I am today as a teacher. No, that's a great, very good example. I think there's, a, a, you don't have to have like life altering things happen in your life for them to have an impact on you. They can be as small as that, you know, right. they can be extremely impactful for sure. Exactly. Exactly. Well, well thank you for sharing that. Um, Okay, so now on to something lighter. My <laughs> question is, if you could only apply two makeup items forever and ever from here on out, and it doesn't even have to be necessarily makeup. I had one of my um, Rose interview girls tell me like chapstick was one of hers. So anything, what would they be? And then if, if you have to, like, do you use a particular brand? <laughs> so I'm, I'm a pretty low maintenance uh, girl. I as far as you know, I'm not a big shopper. I, I like clothes, but I don't, uh, I, my mom has more clothes in the closet than I do. <laughs> and, um, um, so I've always been like this. I, you know, I would say mascara and eyeliner, especially as I get older, you know, yep. <laughs> Her eyes obviously change, but, um, but I don't have a particular brand. I mean, it's whatever. Actually, to be honest, I'm using recently a, a um, mascara from the dollar store. <laughs> oh, you know, I don't know if you follow her or, or a fan or anything. Do you watch any of the Real Housewives shows? 
um, oh, I don't know. Okay. Well, anyway, Brittany Frankel, uh, oh, Bethany heard- Frankel. Why did okay. I say Brittany? Bethany Frankel. Do you know that name? Yeah, I've heard the name. Yes. Okay. Well, I follow her on Instagram and she, in the past like six months or so, has started doing like um, reels on Instagram about um, drugstore products that are just as good as like, you know, high-end department store products. And she, uh-huh. there actually was some something from some brand from the dollar store that she um had a did a like a review on and she said it was like amazing so i think that's nothing wrong with that that's i know i mean you know growing up of course i would my mom would buy you know estee lauder or you know things from famous bar and you know, I would, I would wear famous that. bar that brings back. So <laughs> I wonder if people even a lot of people know what famous bar is. I what? totally not. I, I totally know though. So <laughs> sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt. <laughs> or Macy's or Dillard's or whatever. And so, um, you know, and you, you know how you get like the free gift with, you know, whatever, whatever you buy for right. something. And so she would give me like the lipstick or, you know, whatever out of her free gift bag. <laughs> and so, I kind of, you know, for years would, you know, wear maybe Estee Lauder and stuff. But like I said, over the years, I just, uh, I'm pretty basic. I mean, it's what's on sale at Walgreens, you know, L'Oreal, Maybelline, whatever, you know, I just, I, I'm, sure. I'm not, I'm not picky. And, and, uh, you know, same thing with skincare. I just, uh, pretty much soap and water and, you know, in the shower, I have a little scrub brush, you know, for my face and, just whatever's over the counter, you know. Do you use like? We'll just skip to that question then, too. Do you use like a, um, even if it just is drugstore brand? Do you use a certain one? Like, you know, I always think of, and I think I used this example before. My grandma, um, my grandma lived to be ninety nine, and I always just thought she had such pretty skin. And um, so one time I said, grandma, like, what do you, what do you like? What is your face care routine? You know, because like, you know, you're 95 years old and you look like you're 75. And she was like, oh, she, you know, she was just this cute, cute little (laughs) lady. She's like, oh, I don't use anything. She said, I just use Dove soap and water. You know, (laughs) I was like, that's it. (laughs) So that was her go-to is Dove soap, you know, Uh, do, do you have one that you particularly like even? if it's just a three dollar bar of soap or do you just use whatever you buy that week I yes yeah, so I um years ago I was I don't know if you've ever heard of beauty control mm-hmm. I was yeah it was just a hair um company um a person that I worked out with she sold it and so I started buying that and so I used that for for years but then it went out of business and mm. So I, you know, stopped with that. So I would say if you look in my shower today, it's probably uh, Walgreens brand uh, foam, you know. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Foaming cleanser for my face. That's probably what it is. (laughs) Well, I've seen you on Instagram and whatever you're doing is is right because I don't think that you look 58. So... And I'm not using filters, so that's what you, what you see is what it is. Yeah, it, even more of a reason. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so do you, I want to know if you like to cook, and if so, um, do you, like, have, like, a, a go-to dish that's sort of, like, you're known for, that you're really good at? Um, do I like to cook? I would say... Yes, I, I don't, I wouldn't say I love to cook. And I would have to admit that my husband is probably 
the better cook in the family. He loves to, he has a smoker and a grill. And so he likes to do all that and has some, you know, great recipes. Um, so if I do cook now, of course I, you know, when the boys were growing up, I cooked every night. And so, you know, maybe that's why I don't want to, I don't know. <laughs> I felt like I could never keep them full, but, um, I would say like over Christmas, if we have family in town or uh, company over, I kind of like the, the big breakfast brunch type of meat. Mm. So like the breakfast casserole. And then I, I make this, um, I guess it's called cranberry cake. And oh. I'm the type of, of cook or baker that, it, you know, the less ingredients, the better. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> amen (laughs) yeah so the uh cranberry cake i mean it's just like flour sugar and um you know these these frozen cranberries and it's just uh i mean there might be a few more ingredients but it's just wonderful my husband loves it and um so i'm yes if it's if it's a recipe that calls for some kind of ingredient that i don't have in my cabinet it's like nope not gonna do it (laughs) Oh my gosh, we are totally, totally the same in this respect. <laughs> and I was thinking, well, maybe that's what I'll start doing when I uh, retire is, you know, cook for, it's just my husband and I, but I thought, well, maybe I'll, I'll start coming up with some, you know, uh, recipes that do have, you know, more ingredients because I'll have the time. That's the other thing. I just don't want to, you know, when I get home from work, even though it's just he and I, it's like, you know, I'm just tired. I don't feel like messing with cooking, you know? So, maybe well, there you go, Kelly. Start. That's what you can do in your retirement. That's what I can do. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I, so is this for you too? Like one of the worst things that I don't like about cook, cause I really don't like to cook either. And, and would you say I'm jumping around, would you say you like to bake more or cook more if you had to like pick one of the two? Yeah. I mean, you know, I do bake and I have obviously baked over the years, but I wouldn't say I'm a real good baker either. I, <laughs> I <laughs> Thank God for Walmart oh cookies God. that have the icing on them, right? <laughs> oh my God. No. And that's the thing is I, because of that, I love homemade things. And so for years with school, my, one of my, you know, favorite gifts from the students would be like homemade cookies. <laughs> wow. And then of course, you know, that through the, through the, day and age of well you can't you know because of germs or whatever you can't send anything you know home baked it has to be packed oh God. once yeah the package you know hostess cake or whatever and um so silly yeah. but but one of the things um wait are you still there yes yes okay um uh, i'm sorry sometimes i lose people and i don't ever know if it's ever okay. quiet i'm like oh wait so yeah. I, but what i was gonna say is one of the things i hate the most is planning what to eat like i i hate coming up with what to eat every night i just that is the part i despise the most i think same Personally. thing when i when the boys obviously were growing up and they oh my gosh when they hit like middle school high school they all were playing football you know just Starving. And so, so I would, I would <laughs> kind of do the repeat, you know, meals every week. I and, mean, you know, it was the spaghetti, the taco night, the casserole night that, you know, I just, you know, would kind of fix the same things throughout the, you know, weeks or every two weeks, you know. Um, and just because I felt, yeah, I, I had to, and then it had to be something filling. I mean, I had to have bread with every meal. 
Oh my God. I can't imagine filling three boys all the time, every night, their stomachs. Golly. They, God bless you. They, <laughs> they ate me out of house and home. They, I, I remember, I always tell this story. We, I'd go to the grocery on a, you know, a Saturday or whatever and stock up and, and then by like, I don't know, Monday after school, I'd hear them say, there's no food in the house. I'm like, oh my <laughs> God, you know, on Saturday. <laughs> I just went shopping. Oh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I don't miss, I don't miss those days. I, I bet, I bet you don't. I, I, I'm the type of girl that if um, I know, like, you know, I know for sure, like my mother-in-law, she lives by herself and she cooks for herself like every night. But if oh. I'm by myself, like if my husband happens to be, I, cause I'm a newly empty nester. My, my youngest went, he's in his first year of college now. And okay. um, so we're sort of empty nesters, but even if like he happened to be gone or out with friends or whatever, and my husband was gone, I'm definitely making either popcorn or fixing <laughs> myself a bowl of cereal. One of the two, <laughs> that, that is like, I'm not cooking a whole meal for myself. Cause I know. <laughs> Kind of what happened with us is once the boys were gone, um, yeah, we just kind of, you know, do eat our own things, you know? Yeah, right. Might you know, on Sunday, my husband might cook or something or we'll got to eat. But um, yeah, for the most part, I'm just like, nope, don't want to do it anymore because I did it for years. Yeah, (laughs) I'm done. Yeah, Yeah, I'm done. (laughs) All right. So I'm going to skip the nighttime facial routine because we know that you've got your soap and water. And so you're going to be like my 99 year old grandma and look good (laughs) at that point because that's all you do. (laughs) Right. That's awesome. Um, So my next question is, do you have pets? And if you do, what are their names? And what like, obviously, what are they? Um, I don't, we don't have any currently, but we're big dog lovers and we've, this is the longest we've gone without, um, you know, a dog. And part of it was, I didn't want to, you know, get another puppy or what per se until I retired. Mm. So yeah. So I'm hoping that, um, I'm kind of thinking, you know, either when I retire or maybe, you know, in the, during the summer to get a dog. Don't want to have to, you know, if we travel and stuff, have to worry about, you know, boarding the dog. And, um, but we, for sure. Uh, yeah. So we, we both, I think my husband, he's on board too, that we, w- we would like to get another dog. And, um, I love Lab. And, um, usually we just get, we've gotten dogs from the pound, but, um, long story short, we were in, when we were in Arizona visiting them for Thanksgiving, we were outside. At a restaurant, what nothing I do like about Arizona is out, outside, you know, they can, all the people bring their dogs and stuff, you know, and so they were, oh, couple, yeah, 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 sitting there and um, they had the most beautiful two dogs. They were white dogs and we started, we struck up a conversation and they were lab, let's see, English lab retriever mix. So they were, um, you know, they were white, like the English lab. And then the retriever, you know, uh, had the, you know, the fur and they were just, oh, they were just beautiful and so sweet. And so when we started talking, you know, she asked where I was from and I said, you know, St. Louis. And she goes, oh, well, that's where we got this dog. And oh my gosh. Gosh. So I told my husband, this was a sign. This was a sign. Yeah, for sure. you know, the breeder and everything. And so, um, you know, we're kind of leaning towards that, but we'll just have to see. Um, 
Sure. Oh, that's, <laughs> you know, I, I won't, I don't know if she's going to listen to this episode or not, but, and she'll probably be mad at that. I don't know this for sure, but my, um, my stepson and his girlfriend, um, have a dog that is white and I know it's like an, what in English, English, English what did you call it? English. An English type of chibi. And I think, really think that's what they have. So yes. do they my- have, do they have like, f- like floppy kind of floppy ears? Well, kind so of? They're, they're just like a lab. So my niece has an English lab and that's how we were interested because, um, She's just, yeah, she's just so sweet. And um, they're a little bit calmer. Yeah. They then, because. Okay. Nature, nature. They, um, yes. And so I, I'm trying to think if the ears are any floppier. I mean, they look like a lab, but they're just, you know. They floppy. look like a lab. Okay. Yeah. I'm sure that's what they have. I, it's very similar, if not. And they are, she, her name is Mud. And she's so, Aww. so cute. So I, yes. And we have a lab as well. Just a, a a Labrador retriever just so it's a yellow lab and so yeah. his name is Max so I they are such good dogs like any kind of lab I think are just such good pets for yeah, sure exactly they're wonderful pets and um so if we well, fun. end up doing that or yeah yeah we'll see okay so then I have to know I'm going to skip ahead to the dog voice question do you have a dog voice do you know what I mean by a dog voice <laughs> Um, oh yeah, like <laughs> this, is, week- this is my favorite question because some people are like, "I'm not going to do that." On the, I'm not going to do that. Right. But I always give the example. So, like, this is my dog voice, so that you don't feel weird if you have one and you want to share it with us. So, like, um, when it's time for Max to eat, I'll go, Maxie, do you want to eat? Is it time to eat? <laughs> so that's my dog voice. <laughs> um. Yes. Um. We had a, a dog named Sugar um, in Eureka. And, of course, she had all these nicknames, Shugs, Bugs, Booger. <laughs> so it'd be like, oh, Sugar, oh, come here, Booger, Booger, Shugs. <laughs> and she was, she was my dog. I mean, obviously, we got her for the family. But she just, I guess because, you know, I, had, I was staying home at the time, you know, and I was the one who fed her and walked her. And so she was my shadow. She, Aww. yeah, she followed me everywhere and she was just the sweetest dog and so well-behaved. And, and uh, she was just a, she was a, la- uh, a pound dog and she, they said she was a shepherd mix. I'm not sure what, but um, she was just the sweetest, prettiest dog, you know? Aww. Yeah. Yeah. And how, how long did she, how, when, how long did she live? And not very long as far as like for dogs, like I want to say maybe nine years or I don't know. I mean, yeah, I yeah. Don't live as long as cats, but I, I think, yeah, I don't remember her living like really long. Well, so. so is that your last dog that you had then? Well, so that was the last family dog. And then um, our middle son, Nate, lived with us after college. And so he said, uh, Mom, he said, you said you wanted to get a uh, dog after, you know, they, they were playing college football and I didn't want to get one then with all the traveling. And so one day we went out to the pound and, and so I kind of thought it was his dog cause he was living with us and he was, you know, the one taking care of her and everything. And then, um, he ended up moving in with a friend here in St. Louis. And so he left, uh, Lila was her name here. And, so then we kind of, you know, were taking care of her and stuff. And it was just like, well, wait a minute. Whose dog is this? You know? 
found us later on. Well, I, I thought it was your dog and I was just kind of take, and I'm like, wait a minute, you're the one who picked her out and you're the one who named her, you know? So, <laughs> so we ended up taking, when he moved to Arizona, like a year later, we ended up uh, driving her out. Okay. Uh, and so now he has her. So got like, it. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So, so, you know, so technically I guess you could say that was our last dog. Okay. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, so next question is, do you name your top three favorite Netflix, and it doesn't have to be Netflix, it can be HBO Max, it can be any of the streaming services, do you have a top three favorite, like, series that you watch, or even if it's a movie, what, what, what you got? Yeah, I, um, going all the way back to Breaking Bad, because we didn't watch it when it was shown. Okay. So that was kind of like my first, um, I guess, Netflix uh, show. And I was just totally addicted. I binged it and I don't even know how many weeks or whatever days because it was a long series. And then um, Bloodline and Friday Night Lights. I don't know if you know Kyle Chandler, the actor. I don't think I do. Yeah. So he was in Bloodline and Friday Night Lights. Okay. And, yes. And I just, yeah. That, that would be my top three. Of course, Friday Night Lights was about football, you know, high school football. Sure. Totally relate. And then he was in Bloodline also. And so. What was uh, Bloodline about? So Bloodline was about um, kind of a, a family um, that gets mixed up in some things down in the Florida Keys. Okay. And um, yeah, and he's, he's a, um, I think he was a detective and um yeah, so okay. I those type of shows, I guess, because yeah, yeah. The Breaking Bad, and then um... I've always heard so much about Breaking Bad, like so much, and I never have watched it. And I think that's part of the reason because it's so long that yeah. I just I'm always like I just don't have time to to watch all of that. Right? Um, did you? Uh, so I have to know since you live real, you know, I would say fairly close. But did you watch Ozark since it was supposed to take place at Lake I, the Ozarks? Yes, yes, I did. I did. And did you like it? Well, kind of like with any Netflix show, it's like I like it, you know, a lot in the beginning. And then by the third, fourth season, I kind of get tired of it. Yeah. So I did watch kind of, yeah, I didn't, I, I was getting kind of tired of the last season, you know, but I, I love Jason Bateman and I thought. Me too. Yeah, me too. Great. I thought it was fun too to, not fun. Clearly that yeah. wasn't a fun show, but uh, <laughs> for, to, but to see him in a serious role, because you always see him in, yeah. in, in comedies. Yeah. yeah, I thought he and I, but I always that. thought it was so funny too because, um, so my parents, I mean, we've been there too, but my parents actually have a place, um, on Lake the Ozarks, and I was like, you know, the sun does shine there, like it, <laughs> because on that show, it was always so like dark, like, uh, literally no. dark, like, course, you, like it was always cloudy and rainy. I'm like, I, we get sun at Lake the Ozarks. First, <laughs> people you know, laugh at that you know, obviously that go there or have houses there. Cause they're like, that's not how the people are there. You know, of course, how they were portrayed. <laughs> yeah. My, also my daughter had a, um, one of her best friends um, got married and she had her bachelorette party there. And so they like, 
you know, were sort of bar, bar hopping and stuff. And um, they just, whatever, got to talking to people that were at the different bars. This was in the summer. And she said it was funny how many times, like, you'd say, like, oh, so where are you from? And they'd say, yeah, like, somewhere, whatever, California, East Coast. Like, there's all kinds of people that weren't even from Missouri. And they were like, oh, what brought you here? And they would say that. Oh, the show Ozark. They talked about, like, oh, the Ozarks. Really? <laughs> Isn't that crazy? Oh, my goodness. That's fun. I- because actually, I don't know if I'd want to visit like the Ozarks after watching Ozark. No. <laughs> oh my gosh, it's all filled with drug cartel, yeah. and you know, we're gonna get and the sun never shines, and oh, it and the sun never shines, and it looks rough, and <laughs> that is funny. <laughs> oh, okay. Next question is, um, what would you say is your worst? And I ask these next two questions because uh, it's one of these like. Um, I mean, obviously my audience is more, is by far more women based. And so I always think it's important to like, cause I think we all have insecurities about ourselves, And sometimes we feel like we're the only ones that, you know, have insecurities or, you know, so I like to, it's not that I'm trying to point out what anyone's insecurity is, but it's more to, you know, make us feel like we're all in the same boat, young, old, you know, whatever. So right. it's why I asked the question, but then I, that's why I also like to follow it up with what is something that you have a positive aspect for yourself. So the first one then is what is like a physical insecurity that you have. And then if you could just follow up with something that, you know, you physically love about yourself. Well, I think as I get older, um, obviously, you know, things start to <laughs> sag down and everything. You know, just over the years, I've had some things just not anything, you know, serious, but, um, you know, arthritis and I've had knee problems my whole life. And um, so I kind of just am just thankful at this point as I get older that things work. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, if my legs work and, you know, I can still walk and exercise, um, you know, I'm just I'm just thankful for that. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I know that probably is something that is, you know, hard for the younger generation to, to necessarily relate with, but I can relate with you a hundred thousand (laughs) percent and anybody that does, it's just aging is hard for women, you know, and I think it's also the uh, stigma on women and, you know, looking young and what, you know, why does it have to be that way? Why does only looking young have to be what is, attractive, you know, aging gracefully, that should be a, you know, a thing taken more seriously, probably, you know? Absolutely. And, um, which kind of is reminding me of, of back to the, the bachelor is, you know, I don't, you know, who likes to see themselves on TV, but I remember when I watched it back, I was like, Ooh, is that what I look like? I mean, you know, oh, really? And, and, you know, people would make comments, you know, they're not, Oh, you look great. And I'm like, no, I did it. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm thinking, wait a minute, I am old. I'm mid fifties. I mean, come on, you know, but I'm not supposed to look 25 like these girls. (laughs) I know. And I thought, Oh gosh, you know, I thought I looked better than that. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I, yeah, I, I totally sympathize. I would be the same way, but that's another thing. We are also so most critical of ourselves, like time and time again. I mean, you can look at a picture and be like, oh, my God, I look so fat in that picture. And someone else is like, what are you talking about? Like, I know, you know, it's I. Yeah, I wish we could get over that. And I I think it's like 
intrinsic in, in us somehow. And I admire people who, who don't. And you know what I do love about that is that it seems like it's becoming more socially accept, accepted to have like body inclusivity. Is that a word? Inclusivity? Yeah. <laughs> you know, what I mean? yeah. but now you're noticing more and more, like even on, on, like with you shop online that they're having right. not just skinny models, but curvy yeah. models. And, you yeah. know, I know. I love that because obviously that's, that's reality. Yes. Know? Yeah. That's that is reality. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So it's good to, it's good to see that. Um, so do you have like a social insecurity and then do you have a social strength that you think you possess? Um, I don't know. I don't know if it's an insecurity. I, I, I do find as I get older, I'm very, I've always been a very social person growing up. I, you know, I, I wouldn't say I was the life of the party, but I liked to be at parties and I like to, you know, the bigger, the better, obviously in college and stuff. And, um, but as I get older, I I don't prefer that if I, um, in fact, New Year's Eve, um, perfect example, I would say, you know, the past few years, my husband and I, we've been invited to parties and this and that, and we just, we just prefer to, you know, low key. And so, you know, I'd rather just, uh, go out to eat with, you know, a couple or something. And, sure. Uh, yeah. I just don't, I don't know. Maybe it's the small chit chat or something but I I just don't I don't want to be at big parties anymore <laughs> yeah I can relate with that yeah so I don't know if that's a insecurity no I think that's a perfect insecurity yeah, absolutely yeah what about a strength um well I mean I don't know I guess that you know socially I do like to to talk to people and and you know I guess smaller crowds or something I don't know I mean, no, I, well, I'll, t I'll say that I, you know, we, we also talked, uh, prior to this podcast and I will say that I, it was a pleasure I thought talking to you. Cause I, I thought, um, having never talked to you before that you were super just, uh, I, I enjoyed talking to you because you were a back and forth talker. Like oh. you, you talk to, like, you ask me questions, not just like, you know, I, I always find that admirable when you can talk back and forth and feel like the person is like yeah. invested in the conversation and you very much are that way. So I, yeah. I will say that is a social strength you have. Okay. <laughs> yeah, no, I appreciate that. I guess. Yes. Yeah. Back and forth and, and responding and um, yeah. Well, yes, for sure. Yeah, <laughs> of course. Um, okay. So do you have a favorite place that you have traveled and do you have any like bucket list place on your, you know, like that you would just love to go to someday? Yes. Um, my husband and I went to Jamaica for our 10 year anniversary last. And, um, I would say, you know, the people and just, I, I just, yes, it was just a really neat place, um, to visit. And then bucket list, definitely, um, Europe. I mean, although we did go to Iceland, of course, um, I, we, so let me back up my sister and I, um, and sister-in-law had a Ireland trip, uh, planned right before COVID. Oh man. Yeah, of course that was canceled. Ugh. So I definitely want to go to, uh, Europe and, you know, hopefully see a couple of the countries. Um, so that definitely is on the bucket list. Yes. Yeah. Perfect. Did you, um, just quickly, did you get to travel much around Iceland when you were there or not really? Not really. Cause yeah. We 
yeah, we weren't there a whole a whole long um, mm-hmm. time, but we did have a day of of sightseeing. So yeah, that was that was nice. And Is then, that a place you'd want to go back to, or were you like, eh? Um, well, that was the other thing is, you know, we were there during filming, which was November, which is probably not the best time to go to Iceland because they said, you know, obviously it's beautiful in the summer, you know, and green and everything. I see. So maybe, yeah, in that respect, um, to see it in that season, you know, Mm -hmm. um, Mm -hmm. but yeah, it's, it's a beautiful place. And, um, it kind of reminded me of um Boston like the harbor like the oh really yeah Reykjavik is I don't know if I'm saying that right is the city that we you know went to and um just kind of yeah it had that feel to it walking downtown and everything and um yeah kind of like yeah like a good okay Uh uh-huh all right um do you have uh any like like I know this might be a silly question, but do you have any like dream or life goals that you, it doesn't have to be career, just anything that you're like, someday I want to dot, dot, dot. Oh, probably just the, the bucket list, the traveling. Sure. Yeah. To to make it to Europe. And I'm, you know, I told my husband, I kind of want to wait till he's retired because I'd like to go for, you know, more than just a week, maybe two. And I just, you know, feel like obviously he would have to be retired to take that time off, you know? Right. Yeah. I agree. Travel is one high on my list of wanting to do someday. Absolutely. Um, do you read? And if so, um, do you have like a, a favorite book, a couple favorite books, favorite author? I do. I love to read. And that's another thing that once I retire, I'm going to read lo- a lot more because just during the school year, I just, I'm just too tired, you know, and I yep. fall, even if I'm going to read at night, but um, I would say my top three uh, favorite books are Angela's Ashes. Um, I'm going to write these down. Okay. Angela's Ashes by Frank McCourt. It's a memoir. So I, I, I like memoirs. I like probably historical fiction. Okay. Um, the book of lost names by mm. Kristen Harmel. Harmel or Harmel. And then code name, I think it's Helene or, um, and both of those books are, take place during World War II. Oh. And the code name Helene um, is a true story. Oh. But yes, and those are just phenomenal. So they're, okay. yeah, like I said, historical fiction um, and, yeah, they just really okay. Out. So Angela's Ashes, the Book of Lost Names, and Code Name Helene. Yeah, I think it's H E L E N E. Okay, all right. Helen Helene. <laughs> Perfect. I love to get like book recommendations because I'm the same way. I love to read, but I don't really have time. I'm actually gonna go see um I I talked my husband into going to see um to Kill a Mockingbird is a play, which I didn't know it was, but um, it's showing at a theater that's, I don't know, it was a couple hours away. But anyway, it's a play. It's like not a musical, it's a play. And I always have cited that as one of my favorite books, honestly. And But it's been so long since I've read it. So I'm reading again and want it to be my goal to get through it before my birthday, which is the end of February. And so I've been trying to read a chapter or two every night. And um, 
I know what you mean. Like I, that's probably the wrong thing to do because I lay in bed and then my eyes just start going. Not that it's not a good book. It really right. is, but right. I just, I, I want to just sit down and read, you know? Yes. But yeah, yeah. I totally sympathize <laughs> with that. Anyway. Okay. Um, let's see what is, so we kind of talked about how you're not a big shopper. Do you have any favorite places that you do like to shop online or in real life? Um, so it doesn't have to be for clothes. It can be for anything. No, I, I Amazon has been the best thing for me. Yep. Really <laughs> what shop- did we do without Amazon? I know. I mean, especially with teaching, like if we have, you know, spirit days or something and I'll just get on Amazon and, you know, two days later it's shipped to my doorstep. And so that's been wonderful. Oh I, God. I did, I, yeah. I agree. Totally. I say that that's, uh, that's probably been, yeah, definitely the best thing as far as shopping. And then um, you know, if I do shop for clothes, uh, Ann Taylor loft is one okay. of the, cause it's close to me and, um, yeah. And target, yeah. you know, <laughs> Oh, good old target. I'm so sad because where I live, the nearest target is an hour and a half away. Oh my goodness. I know. I know that it's too terrible. Far. I know. It makes me so sad. <laughs> Even when I, where we lived in Missouri, we lived in small town too, but it was only a half hour away. So that I could contend with an hour and a half away makes me really sad. So Absolutely. when it. I, when I go, I have to make it really worth my while. Right. <laughs> um, okay. Do you have, and what is your, I'm sure everyone has one, like a favorite guilty pleasure snack. Um, Probably Cheez-Its. I love, I love cheese. Uh, yeah. Thing well, you cheese. should come visit Wisconsin. We're known oh, that's for true. our cheese. <laughs> that is true. Yes. And pizza, but I don't know if that's a snack. It's a meal probably, but yep. Cheez-Its and pizza. Oh, that's good. Do you have a favorite flavor of Cheez-It or just the normal, normal, regular old Cheez-It? Um, I'll eat them all, but yeah. <laughs> Probably, yeah, just the regular, but I, I like those extra, like they have the extra toasted or what do they call it? Like they're like overly toasted Cheez-Its. Yeah. Have you ever had those? Um, Probably. I feel like I have. Uh-huh. I love those. Those are, okay. those are really good. <laughs> I bet. <laughs> um, okay. What are your, or do you have is so do you, are you on Instagram more, Facebook more? What's your social, first of all, what's your like social media platform go to, which one are you on most? Um, I would probably say, well, I'm on on Facebook and Instagram. Um, The boys really aren't on Facebook. Yeah. They're on Instagram. So I tend to obviously probably check that more just to see, you know, if they post a story or something. I'm like, oh, my gosh, you know, because, you know, (laughs) they never being boys and never really post. Right, right, right. Now, of course, but, you know, not before. And, um, And then actually... I'm kind of um, a TikTok junkie. Are you? Well, oh. you know, I do like the silly, you know, uh, post with the songs and stuff, but it's more, you're going to laugh at this, the recipes. <laughs> no, I'm not laughing. I am amazed at to what TikTok has to offer. I think I was really naive that TikTok was just a bunch of kids on there dancing, you know? Yes, I... Um... There are there now. I do, you know, uh, save a lot of the, a lot of the recipes, and I, I must admit, I don't know if I've really even tried. <laughs> um, you know, maybe I go later, but um, I just, I do, I just love watching them, you know, cook, and they'll show you how to do it, and then you know, it comes out looking great, and I'm like, oh, that's good. And they and, did it in like a minute. Yeah, 
exactly in a minute and um so i find myself yeah looking probably more at that than the other videos you know yeah and then of course you know as the social media platforms do they know that that's what you're looking at so that's what they give you that yeah obviously yeah the algorithm so do you have any like top like favorite account like public accounts either tiktok then or instagram that you think oh yeah everybody would probably like this check it out um or not really i don't i don't think so yeah yeah you know you know what i find i know this is probably sounds terrible it just sounds terrible but it's like a confession of mine um i don't i i tend i like tiktok and when i'm on tiktok i get in like that rabbit hole where i can't stop watching it but i definitely trend more towards instagram but when i am on tiktok um i (laughs) this is awful i find what I laugh at so hard is when there's videos of like little kids and I'm talking like little, like that can barely speak, not like five, six, but like really little kids cussing. (laughs) Oh, funny. Yeah. (laughs) I just, I just laugh, find myself laughing. I know that's terrible. Yeah. Little kids aren't supposed to cuss, but when they're cuss, I just get so tickled by it. Oh, that's funny. I first started watching just the, yeah. Yeah, just the children videos in general. Like, just silly. I don't know if you saw the one where the little girl yeah, yeah. has lipstick all over. And, and and she says, and the dad's asking her where she got it. And she says, Home Depot or something. Oh, it's hilarious. Just, you know, innocent. Yeah, I saw that. I did see that one. Yeah. Yeah. She calls it Ipsy. <laughs> yes, exactly. I, so my feet is filled with a lot of those little kid ones. Yes. Yes. Those are fun. And it's just, you know, but sometimes I feel like, oh my gosh, I just wasted two hours on TikTok, you know, like, (laughs) so true. That's definitely a rabbit hole, Uh, but you know, that's a much more healthy rabbit hole than Reddit. So (laughs) yeah, (laughs) TikTok. (laughs) All right. So I want to know if you have a, a unpopular opinion about anything that I don't want to get into politics, so nothing political, but like, for instance, mine is that I, I don't get the Starbucks hype. I'm not a big, I don't. <laughs> so that's mine. But do you have an unpopular opinion about anything? Um, well, that's funny that you said that. Cause I, I wouldn't have thought that, but I wait, cause I'm not a coffee drinker. So okay. <laughs> I, not that I haven't gone there, you know, but I, I agree with you on that. Um, I would say that. So with living in Scottsdale, we've been asked numerous times, you know, when you're going to move to Scottsdale. And to be honest, so we've, you know, been now a few times there and yes, it's, it's beautiful and warm and very clean. I I'm just like, it's, you know, in a neat place, but my husband and I are both not really desert fans. Okay. (laughs) All right. We both like the seasons and I actually, so I, I guess this is where the unpopular part comes in. I actually don't mind winter. I don't mind the cold. I love the snow. Um, and you know, only for so long, obviously. So just for a season and I love fall, I love fall. So, um, I don't know if we would move there permanently because of that, you know? Sure. Yeah. So unpopular opinion because, um, yeah, I know a lot of people are just like, oh my gosh, you know, I hate this weather. I can't wait till summer. And I'm just kind of like, I kind of like it. I got the fireplace on and yeah. 
So you know what? I think that's that's like a perfect one. And I I share your unpopular opinion because I like also like the season changes. I, I don't think I'd ever want to be without winter. Now we have an extended winter up here, but I'll say like also like I like wearing like winter clothes. Like I like sweaters and sweatshirts yes, and boots. Yeah. Yeah, I love boots. So that's yes. I want to be wearing my boots in Scottsdale. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. And if I do, I'm sweating my ass off probably. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's a great one. I love that yeah. one. Oh, good. Um, okay. So I'm one at, we're down to the wire here. My second to last question is, um, do you have an embarrassing moment that you want to share that has occurred any time over your life, but an embarrassing moment? Um, yes, I have a few, but the one I will share with you and then I'll kind of piggyback off with Clayton and I don't think he'll, he'll mind me telling this story. Okay, good. So, um, when I first, um, met my husband, Brian, and we were dating, we would, um, well, we met each other at a health club, Vic Tana. I don't know if you remember those Vic Tannies. The, oh, yes. Oh, yes, yes, Vic yes. Yeah. Yep. So we we met there. And so kind of our routine is we'd work out and then we'd go back to his apartment and he'd fix. Um, we were very healthy. We would usually have like chicken and broccoli or something, a salad. And um, so one weekend, I think I said, you know, oh, do you want to? come over to um, my place for dinner. I made some vegetable soup in the crock pot and he's like, yeah, great. So he comes over and walks into the kitchen and takes the lid off the crock pot. And he's like, what is this? He's like, there's a layer of just grease just floating at the top of my crock pot. And um, he said, Kelly, he said, what, is this raw hamburger in here? <laughs> and I said, well, yeah, I'm, I'm making vegetable soup with, with hamburger. And he said, you have to cook the hamburger. <laughs> to put in, <laughs> and into the, I'm like, well, I thought the crock pot would cook it. <laughs> so he, that's hilarious. He was like scooping out, you know, with a spotted <laughs> spoon or whatever, the hamburger. And, and I think we, yeah, fried it up real quick and threw it back in, you know, to make soup. So anyway, um, on That's the funny. Time, so uh, I would say Clayton is probably the most like me as far as personality and stuff. Um, although he's very smart and was a very good math student. Uh, <laughs> they all three were all very good students, but, um, so when he was living in Columbia, he had mentioned, you know, I got to start, you know, cooking and, and stuff meals. And um, so I said, well, why don't you just start out easy and just get hamburger helper? And he's like, oh, okay. You know, so he goes to the store and I guess, you know, he's going to make it the next night. And he calls me up and he's like, mom, he goes, I'm making this hamburger helper. He goes, but where's the hamburger? <laughs> And I said, oh, Clayton, I said, please don't tell me you thought that it came with. I said, it even says on the package, add hamburger. <laughs> Plus, it's like not in the refrigerated section. It's, it's like on the, the shelf. Refrigerated <laughs> section. Like, I go, what did you think? It was in a can in there? What did you think? And he just was like, oh, you know, I mean, he's just like, you know, unobservant, naive, whatever, gullible, whatever you want to call it. And like thinking that, yeah, it comes with the hamburger. <laughs> so. 
So, oh gosh. That's <laughs> so. There's definitely a hamburger theme here to a the hamburger, uh, <laughs> hamburger theme, right? Yeah. And then, duh! I didn't know you had to cook it. And he thought you had. It was in the box. It was a complete meal. <laughs> oh my god, those are amazing. That's so funny. And and I'll be completely transparent here and honest. Like I. When you said that about the crockpot one, I can't say that I wouldn't have made the same mistake because that's the whole point of like a crockpot recipe. You're supposed to just be able to throw everything in and it just cooks it all. Everything in because now, obviously, you know, all these years later, like I, I make a soup with chicken and I'll throw in frozen chicken, you know. Right. So yeah. I, though, you gotta, you gotta cook it before, apparently. <laughs> Oh my God, those are good. <laughs> Thank you for sharing those. Yes, right? yes. I love the embarrassing moments. They're they're classic. Um, well, okay, so we're at the very last question, which is favorite Bible verse. But before we get to that, because that's just how I'll end it, I just want to thank you so, so much for coming on. It was a pleasure. I, I kind of wish that, I think that we could, like, it's too bad I don't still live in Missouri. We could, like, go get a glass of wine or something. I think. Absolutely. If you're ever back, you'll have to look me up. I definitely will. I definitely will. Um, so, yes, thank you very, very much uh, for my listeners. Like, this is, uh, well, I should have said this at the top of the hour but we we're recording this ahead of time and um i'm i'm actually releasing this on thursday so you'll have to uh have to tune in and do you is there any way is do you want to like list your instagram where to find you or are you good just where you are (laughs) or you can also like let us know about clayton stuff like his book and even his his um workout stuff let us know that yeah, yeah. His so I'm on obviously my Instagram is is public and open and it's just yeah, Kelly at Kelly Eckerd and okay. um and then um yeah, his book hopefully will be coming out in the next few weeks. Oh wow, yeah. very soon then. Okay. Yes, of course. He's pretty much done. I think it's just being, you know, going through the editing and final uh stages and okay. so you know, if obviously if any of the listeners follow him it'll be you know posted on his instagram soon and what what did you say it's called one at 180 degrees i i think it's 100 i'm trying to think because he sent us uh the first draft 180 degrees i think that's the title yeah 180 okay and if you don't follow him his uh instagram handle is at clayton eckard right yes yeah okay great Yes. Okay. Well, thank you again so much. It was an absolute pleasure, absolute pleasure. And yes, you're wish well. him well. And, you know, I think that he's probably got more people rooting for him than not. Uh, so I hope he knows that. Absolutely. So, okay. So then lastly, would you, um, do you have a favorite Bible verse that you would like to share with us? Yeah. So without sounding too cliche, I'm going to go with the, the, probably the most popular, the John three sixteen. um, for God so loved the world that he gave his only son so that everyone who believes in him will not perish, but have eternal life. And, um, because I've, I've always been a Christian. I was born and raised a Catholic. Uh, then we attended the Lutheran church for a while. Um, currently we're non-denominational, but, um, still, you know, believe in Christ. And I just, it's the foundation of Christianity, you know, that Jesus died for us. Hundred percent, and and yeah. along those lines, to sort of finish it off too, with the whole thing with, even just with Clayton's story, I know that you know I'm sure you believe it. I am a whole hearted believer in that God doesn't give us anything that we can't handle, and that He always has a plan. And so, no matter how hard that we have it or think 
yeah, we're just going through hell that there it's part of our plan and, and there's a reason for it and determined by God. And it sounds to me like, you know, Clayton specifically came out on that end already, you know, no matter how hard that was, he went through, he made it through and he's out, you know, on the other side. And I think that's a great example of that. Absolutely. In fact, uh, yes, read his book, buy his book when it comes out, because I think that's pretty much how he ends it. And that, um, you know, he obviously is a Christian too. And, and, you know, um, you know, maybe he had to go through this whole process, you know, for a reason. Right. So um, yes, absolutely. Okay. Well, great. Great. Good, good way to finish. So, okay. Well, thank you, Kelly. I really appreciate it. We'll have to talk again soon. Yeah. Sounds good, Natalie. Okay. Bye. All right. Bye-bye. Well, thanks for tuning in. If you stayed through the whole thing, I really appreciate it. Uh, It was so much fun talking to Kelly and yeah, you have to be sure and go out and buy Clayton's book when it comes out in a few weeks. She thought the name was 180 degrees. I'm going to include the book she recommended and also her Instagram handle, uh, Clayton's Instagram handle and um, reference to his book and a few things that we talked about in the episode. So you have to look at the show notes to find that in case you want it. But um, again, thanks for listening. And uh, we'll talk next week at the recap and hope you have a great weekend. Bye.